Good morning. Welcome to Monday morning. This is a new episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind, and I am your host, Stephanie. Alrighty, this is episode 37, and I want to talk a bit about resilience. Actually, I want to talk a lot about about resilience, and I'm going to start with a little bit. Lindsay and I touched on it last week in the podcast about criticism, feedback, and a growth mindset. And I want to lay some groundwork, and then I want to continue expanding on it with how resilience can show up in many aspects of your life, especially in your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. In the realm of positive psychology, resilience is a hot topic. It's important because it It's not the end all and the be all of someone's personality, but it's a good trait to have. There are a lot of positive outcomes that come from having resilience, and it's a trait that can be worked on and improved. And so with that in mind, I would like to talk a little bit about what resilience is, again, in a little bit more detail than I did last week. It is kind of this quality that you can't really put your hands on or can't really define that allows some people to get knocked down, kicked around, disappointed in life, and come back stronger and more determined than ever. So a resilient person, rather than letting failure overcome them and drain them of motivation, they find a way to keep moving forward and rise above the disappointment. So you could say resiliency is buoyancy, which we talked a little bit about last week, or it is the ability to bounce back. What do you think of when you think of bouncing back? I I picture a 10-year-old client in the play therapy room hitting a punching bag that is sand-weighted on the bottom. It falls over when she punches it, and it bounces right back up. That is bouncing back. If that's the image you have in mind, then take a minute or two and think about how resilience plays in your life. And do you find yourself yourself able to bounce back? When you're facing disappointment or defeat or failure, do you wallow? Do you pout? Do you whine? Or do you get back up and continue on with your life? The process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, significant stress, or some kind of threat to your physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual well-being, that's bouncing back. The ability to adapt to those 
things that happen. So are you resilient? Do you bounce back? There are a lot of similar concepts that get associated with resilience. And I'm going to go through a few of them and just talk a little bit about the differences that exist between what we sometimes think of as synonyms for resilience, just to help flesh out some of these concepts. Mental toughness is one of those things that we associate with resilience. And mental toughness is a personality trait that determines how a person deals with pressure, uh, challenges, or um, stress related to circumstances. And it doesn't really matter what the circumstances are, anything from big stresses to little stresses, mental toughness is how you deal with what is going on. It's part being hardy, optimistic, and enjoying challenge and risk. And it's part confidence, which is what allows people to take whatever comes in stride and focus on what you can learn and gain from the experience. So mental toughness is just, it's not how you respond to something, it's how you view life in general. Do you appreciate working through a difficult experience? Do you value the stress that comes with relationships as you work through and come out better on the other side? So the association with resilience seems like it would be reasonable, but resilience is what helps people recover from a setback, whereas mental toughness helps people avoid experiencing the setback in the first place because they don't see things as um, over, they don't see things, I can't think of the word, they don't have a problem or they don't have trouble persevering through things that are difficult. So interestingly enough, mentally tough individuals are usually resilient, but not all resilient individuals show any kind of mental toughness. Those who are mentally tough certainly can bounce back, but they are more likely to see hardship as a welcome challenge. They like using their mental hardiness and their confidence to show their ability to overcome. I hope that makes some sense. So another one that gets associated with resilience is grit. And I know there's a book out there called Grit, I believe, written by an Angela Duckworth, I think. Don't quote me on that. And I have not read it, but it is on our book gang reading list. So resilience and grit. So grit is defined by um, somebody named Guy Claxton as the tendency to sustain interest and effort towards long-term goals. 
It's self-control and the ability to hold off short-term gratification for long-term rewards. So as it relates to resilience, resilience is a little bit more narrowly defined because thinking about the differences, resilience more often refers to the ability to bounce back from short-term struggles. And grit is what people have that allows them to stick with something for an extended period of time, no matter how difficult it is or how many roadblocks you face. So thinking about grit and how grit shows up in people's lives. Um, I was watching baseball the other day and the announcers talked about a player. I'm guessing he plays for the Tampa Bay Rays and they announced he's a Central American you know, from Central America, they announced that at six years old, he dropped out of school to play baseball full-time. Now, I don't know what playing baseball full-time for a six-year-old means, but that dude has grit because whoever he was or whoever he is, because he is currently playing for the Tampa Bay Rays, I think he has been dedicated and devoted to baseball since he was six years old. That is grit. And I assure you, he has put off short-term gratification and overcome many, many roadblocks in order to get where he is today. Having both of those would be fabulous, but we don't always, they don't always come in a package. Okay, mental endurance is uh, another word associated with grit. It refers to the mental or inner strength that we use to deal with challenges. Willpower, self-discipline, perseverance, those are words that get associated with mental endurance. And, you know, what does mental endurance look like in your life? That one's a little harder. So many of these words can be interchanged and overlapped and they don't often have a ton of differences in them. What does the word endurance mean to you? Uh, it's a, you're in it for the long haul. You have to take time. And thinking about it in terms of mental endurance, what does that look like for you? Because I think endurance is the operative word there. Another one is fortitude. Sounds a little bit like a synonym for resilience. Fortitude, as defined by Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. So what do you think? And how does that fit with the other words mentioned already? Mental toughness, mental endurance, and fortitude are all rooted in the idea of inner strength, a reserve of mental power that we can draw on to get us through really difficult times. So that's fortitude, a little bit different resi than resilience and 
Still a good word to keep in mind. Here's the interesting thing about resilience, and even a lot of the words associated with it. We think of resilience, we think of grit, mental toughness, and all of those, and we think about people who are impressive and awesome and inspiring. And that's great, except that resilience is actually a very common trait. There is research that shows that it's pretty ordinary, not extraordinary, and most people demonstrate resilience in a lot of different ways in their life. It's not like people float around through life with no problems and no challenges, and they're unhurt or unaffected by, you know, the winds and waves and things that come at them. But resilient people experience all of these negative things, all of the difficult and distressing events, and they stay on task. They stay optimistic. They even remain high functioning as they work through these things. Developing resilience requires some amount of emotional distress. If you don't have disappointment that results in emotional distress, then you cannot practice resilience. So when you think about it like that, if you all take five minutes and write down ways that you've been resilient in the last year, I'm sure you'd have a pretty impressive list. It is true, some people are more resilient than others, but every one of us has been knocked down, stepped on, disappointed, despondent, overwhelmed at some time in our life. And you've kept going. And here you are today, stronger and more experienced in the world because of what you've gone through. And so now I want to talk a little bit about what it looks like if someone is demonstrating resilience. So this would be an internal reflection where you would be able to think about these things as they relate to you. And there are a few things that are included in this list and I'll, I'm sure there are more. And if you can think about them and the way they've showed up in your life, that would be great. This is a really useful topic to ponder and think about. So one of them is to have a positive view of yourself with confidence in your strength and abilities, strengths and abilities. What can you do? What can you do well? What do you do now that you know people are grateful for or pleased with? These are the things you can reflect on to find that positive view of yourself. And if you are lacking in that, take some time and do that work because it's an important factor that contributes to resilience. Another one would be the ability to communicate well with other people and solve problems. If you can communicate well with other people, whether it's a boss or a 
student or a friend or a coworker, spouse, child, communication, good communication skills allow you to work through problems, talk about difficult things, engage in conversation and communication that connects you even if the conversation is unpleasant or difficult. And then there's problem solving. Problem solving seems self-explanatory. If you are practicing resilience or looking for factors that contribute to resilience, if you can solve problems, then challenges, defeat, failure, they're just things to move around and past and through. Okay, another one is the capacity to manage strong feelings and impulses. This is basically what we call emotional regulation. If you are constantly emotionally dysregulated and you are always acting in your emotional mind and acting from your emotional brain, then you are probably not communicating well and you are hard to deal with from the other side. So being able to temper those strong feelings, control the impulses that make you want to run or scream or hide, which is the fight, flight, freeze reaction or reactions. You need to be able to manage and resist those urges that creates and contributes to resilience. Another one is the capacity to make realistic plans. So you have a plan and you map it out either on paper, in your head, whatever, or however you want to do that. And then you have the ability to take steps to carry them out. This is, this could look like smart goals um, and working smarter, not harder. So smart goals are, oh, see, now I want to think of the acronym and I can't. Um, anyway, smart goals, look it up. <laughs> you can figure it out. But that goes along with realistic plans. Uh, and the ability to take steps to carry them out. Because if you run into challenges or roadblocks or, you know, people who are in your way or circumstances that you can't get around, you have the ability to problem solve, to communicate, to manage your strong feelings and work through those even when they stop you up. Uh, more characteristics and examples of resilient people include a sense of autonomy, meaning you have appropriately separated yourself from maybe your family of origin, you tend to be self-sufficient, you appreciate the things that are different about you than maybe your parents, and you have goals to build yourself a life independent of 
I mean, in this case, what I'm thinking of is your family of origin. So we're talking about a resilient person who is old enough to move out and go out on their own. 18-year-old resilient people, I hope they exist in mass. And I'm a little worried that we are not sending resilient people out into the world. But if you're looking at that adult child that you're trying to help fly or worried about, one of the things that you can look at or look for is this sense of autonomy. Another one would be the, a person's ability to be calm under pressure and regulate their emotions and their stress levels. We have all seen people who freak out when things are more than they can handle. I would venture to say we have all freaked out when things are more than we can handle. That's not resilience, or it's not a characteristic of a resilient person. It doesn't mean you're not resilient, it just means occasionally you might wanna check yourself. Someone who has, who can hold and keep a rational thought process. Again, I am sure that we have all engaged in conversation, whether it is face-to-face -face or online exchanges, where we are absolutely certain we are dealing with an irrational human being who cannot string together rational thought. A lot of times, especially in the social and political climate that we're dealing with today, we are dealing with enormous amounts of emotional dysregulation and nothing but irrational thought processes. And I am hopeful that this is not permanent and that a lot of these people will decide to build more skills related to resilience, but don't be one of those people. Self-esteem is a good uh, characteristic of resilient people. They just like themselves. They're not worried about approval from a lot of different people. They have their tribe. They feel good about what they're doing, and they're willing to go out there and show the world that they've got something to offer. Optimism as opposed to pe pessimism. Optimism is the glass is half full. Things look like trash around us sometimes. And I think a lot of people feel pessimistic and sad. And that is not a good way to operate in from a place of resilience. Um, resilient people tend to be happy and have decent emotional intelligence. We've talked about this. We talked a few weeks ago, I talked in a podcast a few weeks ago about what happiness is and happiness is not. And I cannot remember what podcast that was, but it was only a couple previous to this one. So go back and listen to that one because happiness is something more than just feeling good about something. Emotional intelligence is your ability to understand your own personal emotions and how your interactions with other people bear and weigh on your emotions. And a little bit more than that, but we're not talking about emotional intelligence today. We're talking about resilience. 
resilient people have meaning and purpose in their life. They know why they're here and what they're doing. They believe their life matters. Resilient people can laugh. And resilient people are altruistic, which is which are some of the same characteristics of happy people. See how this overlaps? This is not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of stuff here that goes towards the idea of positive psychology and working from a place of wellness and preventative well-being instead of trying to fix things after. Okay, there are more, and I'm inclined to go through some more at some point, but we're just going to leave it here. And I'm going to confess that I've gotten a tad distracted by the importance of baseball because it's playoff season, people. And I just watched a 14 inning game where the Red Sox hit a home run in the bottom of the 14th inning to win by two. And that means that podcast time is limited. So we're going to keep talking about resilience. And as I go through, oh, wait, I have to backtrack. Baseball is resilience. And one of my kids texted me this week and said, in, in response to a question about what I should podcast about, he said, baseball and resilience. And when he came over for dinner today, I said, we'll do that, but I'm going to do it with you. And he said, well, I only suggested it because it's playoff season. And I said, dude, I know. And we are definitely going to talk about resilience in baseball, which is why I'm laying the groundwork for resilience. So think about these things. Uh, what about you is resilient? When was the last time you saw resilience in your kids or your spouse or your parents? Take notes, start to pay attention uh, about how resilience shows up in your life. Or maybe you don't have as much as you want, because we'll talk about how to foster resilience, how to practice and how to gain more than you have. As you contemplate resilience this week and anxiously await next week's podcast, think about this. Bob Feller said, every day is a new opportunity. You can build on yesterday's success or put its failures behind and start over again. That's the way life is with a new game every day. And that's the way baseball is. So go watch some playoffs and have a great week. 